From the classroom to the cornfield, journalism to SEC athletics, the University of Missouri works 52 weeks a year, every year. This is Inside Mizzou. Real stories, real discoveries, and real impact of the Mizzou community. Today's episode is called Cole County Cleanup. Near midnight on May 22nd, a tornado tore through the heart of Jefferson City, the capital of Missouri. It destroyed blocks of businesses and left many residents homeless. The next morning, the University of Missouri community and many from across the state sprang into action. Today, Chancellor Cartwright is joined by two individuals who played a unique role in the recovery efforts. Linda Zimmerman, Program Director for MU Extension in Cole County and an engagement specialist in nutrition and health education, and Mary Grace Hines, a junior majoring in biological sciences with minors in history and psychology, who traveled with a group of Mizzou students the day after the tornado hit to assist with the efforts. Thank you all for being here. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So, I want to start with you, Linda. You work in Jefferson City. You're a part of the community there. Can you describe the night of the storm and its immediate aftermath? Well, the night of the storm, I I remember it vividly because um, living in Columbia, we had tornado um, like warning after warning, sirens were going off. And then right around probably a quarter to midnight, we were all clear. So I went to bed. And it wasn't until the next morning I woke up and I heard immediately the news on my clock radio. So um, so that was for me not knowing. I went to bed thinking, oh, everything's fine. And then I woke up to find that the destruction had happened. Right, right. What did the first days after the tornado look like for the Cole County Extension? How did you guys get started with the recovery when there was so much to do? The first day after the tornado, um, I think everyone was pretty much in shock just because you never imagine it's going to happen in your community. And just getting to the office that day, I remember um, I knew that Ellis... um, Boulevard was like completely demolished because those were all of the images that were going all over the news broadcast. And so I knew I had to take a a different route to get to the office. And um, when I finally got there, and we had um, no internet and no phones, we we were fortunate to have power. Um, But it was just the unknown when I was driving there because, of course, I had seen the images. Our office is very close to where the destruction hit. The path on Ellis, we were probably maybe a half a mile down the hill from that. Wow. And so just not knowing what to expect. But we were very fortunate. We just lost one tree limb. That was it. And so then the second thoughts were going to um, – actually, my first thoughts were to the staff that live in, in Jeff City and – just making sure that they were okay. And once I found out they were okay, then wondering what the office was like. And when I found out that was fine, then it really started sitting in like, okay, what do I do now? I mean, we've had training as, um, as a county engagement specialist. I am part of the region-wide um, emergency management team. So we've had training But until it hits you, you really don't know, like, what do I do? And so the first thing I did do is I reached out to my colleagues, um, some that had gone through tornadoes in other parts of the state, and just to get some advice from them, like, okay, what should my first steps be? Because there are so many needs, and and, um, just not knowing exactly where, where do I best fit in. 
so I reached out to all of my colleagues, and the, the strength of extension is that we have specialists who work in a broad range of discipline areas, and each one of us then bring those resources that um, involve a different area that has to do with uh, the tornado recovery. No, I, I can only imagine. And so, Mary Grace, you were there soon after the tornado that entire sections of the city were closed off due to safety concerns. Amid that scene, is there any image or story that sticks with you? Uh, also, what was your job as a volunteer? Yeah, so the day we actually went to go volunteer, we were supposed to tour um, Missouri's version, like the state version of FEMA's headquarters. And obviously they were very busy. <laughs> so instead we volunteered and we hopped on one of the white buses and headed down there. And I don't go to Jeff very often, but I remember, I remember like a bit about it. And I remember sitting in the bus and I was like, wow. I didn't remember the river being so close to the to the highway. And then we kept driving, and then I saw an irrigation system sitting out of the water, and then I saw buildings in the water, and it really hit me like, oh, this is this is a lot of flooding. Like there's more too. You know, and we had all those torrential like rains and everything, but it was it hit me a lot that Jeff was really going through a lot, right. you know, with all of it. Um and so we ended up meeting at the mall there, and that was like their volunteer headquarters where they were designating groups to go. And they, the organization stated that they were still in phase one of cleanup, which is focused on plant and tree debris, really, um, and so that they could get roads clear and get more access to houses, and then they would start structural damage control and cleanup. So we were assigned the home of like an elderly woman who it it was hard because when we went to this neighborhood you could tell it was like a really beautiful old neighborhood but there were windows boarded up from you know when they had shattered and there were like parts of roofs missing and I remember just seeing that I was just like wow like I hope number one like they have somewhere to go like number two I hope they have some form of insurance you know what I mean because I know like I wouldn't be able to pay for that kind of repair you know, so suddenly, um, and then just walking through, we had to walk through the neighborhood and we saw, you know, just all kinds of, you know, building tiles and all kinds of stuff all over the ground. Um, but we got to the woman's house and she had like this beautiful, big old Victorian kind of style house. And you could tell she lived on like two acres and a hill. And you could tell she probably had a handful of like 80 foot trees before and everything, but it had turned to field. So there were tons of volunteers and people from the actual organization had chainsaws and axes to cut up everything. And our jobs were to either carry the wood up the hill or down the hill mm. to the street um, so that it could be removed by the cleanup crew. And it was it was really humbling to see all of the damage and everything because I also live in Columbia and, you know, like my house was fine and like my day to day life was OK, you know, so it was really an honor to be able to go and volunteer and help and be part of the, you know, recovery process for everything.
Right. Okay. Um, and so uh, the group that you went with wasn't uh, the typical a volunteer group, um, I heard. So can you tell us more about the group you went to Jefferson City with? Yeah, so it was a Maymester class taught by Jared Frank of the History Department, and the class is titled um, Acts of God, and it is about the about natural disasters and how, as a society, we analyze them and what leads up to natural disasters and how we react to them. Um, and so that class we were able to go on a lot of tours, which was really exciting. We went to the water treatment plant here. We went to Mizzou's power plant. We went to the Callaway nuclear power plant, which was really great. Um, Mark Twain National Forest to learn about forest fires. And we were also lucky enough to go to the Missouri Corps of Engineers um, locks and dams out in Alton, Illinois, which was really great. Um, so yeah, it's a wonderful class. Dr. Frank is very passionate, and if anyone needs a summer humanities, I think it's a great class to take. Okay, so definitely one you would recommend. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, so Chancellor Carwright, it's been a difficult year for severe weather in Missouri. What's the role of MU when large-scale disaster strikes the state? You know, uh, we're a large institution, so when you think about uh, Mizzou, we are, of course, here in Columbia, but we have extension sites across the entire state, uh, 114 counties. Uh, and uh, we are not just part of this community, but we're part of community throughout the whole uh, state. We have staff, uh, students, uh, faculty that are, are from all of the areas uh, across the state. And so we see the entire state as our community. Um, remember that I, I keep talking about the fact that we're not just the University of Missouri, but we're the University for Missouri. And we're here to help. And we're fortunate enough that we have, uh, of course, uh, people like Linda and Mary Grace who want to participate and help with uh, these uh, activities. But we have uh, formalized structures for that, too. Our extension uh, office actually has a community emergency management program that uh, puts a formal structure around responses to emergencies. Uh, they've been heavily involved in the flooding uh, Mary Grace mentioned the flooding and going down into Jefferson City and seeing that. And we, of course, talked about the tornado, but, but the flood is, is also all across uh, Missouri, too, and people are having to deal with that. And so we have mechanisms where we can get experts, people who have uh, a lot of knowledge about what the best way to, to deal with some of these emergencies, and we can get them uh, at the location of the emergency and help as much as possible in addition to our students and our faculty and our staff volunteering to help in whatever way uh, that they can. So uh, we take it, uh, you know, we take it as part of our obligation uh, to the state and to our community to make sure that we continue to help. Oh, of course. You know, uh, recovery is very important, and it's not just a chance to rebuild what was there, but also an opportunity for communities to come back even stronger. So how does Extension and even our broader Mizzou community facilitate community growth as, as well as recovery? You know, uh, the way that I like to think about what Extension does is really it's about uh, empowering people, empowering people to help them, to help their own communities. Um, that's through uh, education, uh, services. Uh, Linda is an ex extension specialist in nutrition and health uh, and, and works with people uh, around nutrition and health. What's mm -hmm. the best way? Uh, you can probably explain it better than I can, but what's, you know, uh, eating, uh, everything about diet and, and other things and how you can continue to be healthier. Mm -hmm. um, and this is really important to a community. And so we have people throughout 
the state that, that work with their communities around those issues, but also we have them working directly with our research uh, farms, for example. And our research farms, they're looking at what's the best way to rotate crops, what's the best way to work with our animals. And that information is wonderful, that research is wonderful, but it isn't uh, as useful as it can be if we don't actually get it into the hands of the people that need it. And so it's about empowering uh, all of the uh, you know, residents of this great state and allowing them uh, to use that information uh, to advance economically uh, in their, and, and also uh, to advance their education and advance their health. So uh, that we look at it as a holistic uh, program and we have a terrific leader there, Marshall Stewart, who has really mm -hmm. been working very closely with people from the state government, from the federal, uh, and thinking about how we can do the best to help uh, the state. Of course. Yeah. And so, you know, Chancellor Carwright, uh, you mentioned a lot of things, and uh, rebuilding is a long process. Oh, yeah. And so, Linda, uh, what still needs to be done, and how does extension uh, play a role in that recovery? Yes, um, and th there is still so much yet to be done. The short-term response is doing very well. Their um, Cole County um, is is moving toward developing a long-term recovery committee, um, and I will be a part of that. And so that committee looks at really taking um, helping people with their long-term recovery and stabilization. Um, right now, in the short term, we're just like trying to find them a place to stay temporarily, but they need more than that. You know, they need for the long term um, to, to get their lives back together. And um, so there's a whole whole list of different um, functions that the long-term recovery committee um, addresses everything from volunteer coordination construction the spiritual and emotional care of individuals um, case management um, and also the financial aspects mm -hmm. of receiving monies from gr grant sources there there needs to be some structure there to receive those monies and so it's really not a simple matter you'd think oh we'll just get a committee to together and we'll work on these issues, but it's actually very complicated and it does take time to do it right. There are some legalities to doing it the right way. Um, so I am going to be a part of that and where extension doesn't fit neatly into any of those um, areas that I mentioned, but we overlap so much of it. And um, the strength, again, of extension is that we're there in the community and we can provide technical assistance. We can also help like, um, further the discussion of di the different um, agencies and organizations to help people to cooperate and work together. Uh, because as our um, Bill Farr, the emergency management director, said, uh, Cole County is just blessed with having so many great resources. We have all kinds of agencies and um, uh, volunteer organizations, but if we don't work together, um, it's not going to go very far. So right. we have to be unified in that effort, and uh, and that's where extension really can help yeah. with with that. And and also, I see my role as as listening and finding out what the needs are and where the University of Missouri then. Um, different resources can be tapped because there's so much that the university offers, whether it's that some kind of um, expertise in a certain area that's mm -hmm. just sitting here, someone on the campus that I can tap into that and then bring that resource to uh, Jefferson City where it's needed. 
course. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, thank you all for being with us today. Um, now, there's just one more thing to do before we leave. Uh, how does NASA organize a party? I don't know. They plan it. <laughs> ah, ah, very good. Okay. Our audio engineer is Aaron Hay. Our featured music is composed by MU master's student Nico D. Schroeder and performed by the Donald Center Quartet. You can find more information about Nico, the quartet, and their piece on the Inside Mizzou webpage. Make sure to join us next time to stay on top of what's happening at Mizzou. Thanks for joining us on this episode. See you around the columns. <laughs>